Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about justice. One of my favorite things to talk about. Yep. Mine too. One of my professional values actually is social justice. Is it? Yep. I don't think I knew that. That is the the second value in the social work code of ethics. Dang. Social justice. The first one is service. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. Nope. Uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It, it's an important deal. It is. Um, man, it it was utilized in an ancient Hebrew culture very different. Yeah. Um, and it's a strange deal. So, in the Hebrew Bible, which is the Old Testament... You have two words. They don't really both mean justice, but justice and righteousness. They're kind of the two words that are in this same vein of category. Correct. Linguistically. And as they exist, Sedekah is um, righteousness and Mishpat is the Hebrew word for justice. Well, when you get to the New Testament, you have a Greek version of the word for righteousness. Yeah. Diakosune. But you do not have one. You really just do not have one for justice. Mm. That word gets replaced. The New Testament canon with the word for grace. Because they really do embody the same idea. Just the way in which you communicate them is a little bit differently. So I will tell you, a lot of the information on this that I'm going to spout off will have come from the Bible Project series on justice, on their podcast. Um, That is a fantastic series. It's great. Um, and Tim Mackey knows the Hebrew text so much better than I could ever dream of. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can go find it on theirs, the Bible Project podcast. Um, also, YouTube channel. They do some justice stuff on the YouTube. Yeah, but they don't repost the podcast, which they did like eight episodes, hour-long podcast Oh, episodes no, they justice. did. They did. That All is in true. preparation for that one justice video yes. they made. Yes. Uh, which that is also a great idea. It, it's a great starting place. Um, yeah, I may link that in the show notes um, because that really is a great... That video is a great starting place, like introduction to the conversation of justice. It is. Well, and justice is a very big deal. The Old Testament is very concerned with making sure that the vulnerable in society are cared for. Yeah. Call them the quartet of the vulnerable. Do you remember them all? The widow, the orphan. um, Drawn a blank. Immigrant and foreigner. Immigrant and foreigner. Thank you. Um, which, if I'm being honest, if you live in Texas like us, specifically down by the border, we don't do any of those well. No. Um, we don't do any of those well. No, we don't. Um, 
as a society anyways um so there's that justice is the idea that the most vulnerable are cared for and they did it in ways let me say they did it both in individual ways so individuals had responsibilities in order to enact justice yeah but also they did it in societal ways mm-hmm. so for instance it was part of law it's part of torah yeah that you do not glean you do not harvest the edges of your field because you leave those for those for the, who the, have the, no the, field the, the, yeah to go and glean from. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to see that played out in action, um, the book of Ruth, when she first goes and works in Boaz's field, yep. that's what she's doing. It's very much related to equity. It, oh, it, yeah. It is, it is trying to create an equitable society. Justice in a biblical sense is not in the way that we talk about it today. It is not retributive justice. Yeah. It is restorative justice. Talk about the difference between those. You are absolutely right, but talk about the difference. Retributive justice is uh you did the crime, do the time. Correct. Um, that's that's an American justice right. system. But fundamentally that is what retributive You're, justice is. Correct. Is do the crime, you do the time. Whereas restorative justice is more of a, okay, this is how things went wrong. How can we level the playing field? How can we fix that and make everything level out? Sort of. No, you've got it. Yeah. It's it's perfectly summarized. And when you said level out the playing field. Yeah. Biblical justice, restorative justice, is that those in positions of power mm-hmm. sacrifice in order to elevate those in positions of vulnerability. Yep. That's what biblical justice is. Um, unfortunately, oh, do you have something to say? No. Oh. I was thinking about something else. Got Go it. ahead. Unfortunately, we've not done a great job of it. We've done a horrible job at it. Um just society in general up to where we are now the entire world has done a terrible job at this correct um we are now getting to a place where we're starting to try to figure this stuff out and certain countries are starting to implement systems like this but we've done a really horrible job at considering equity and restorative justice oh yeah horrible job yeah one part of it is i didn't really hear a lot of people like touting equity Mm. i heard a lot of people touting equality Mm. but equity and this idea of those in positions of power giving in order to elevate the vulnerable or those that are in need of assistance i didn't really hear anyone talking in those terms for a very long time it, that's relatively new. Well, okay. That is a conversation that has been had for a very long time, but it didn't start like making mainstream media yeah. until the last like five years or so. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. That's probably true because I know all kinds of academic conversations. Five to ten, five to ten years. 
Yeah, it definitely was not mainstream in the circles I was running in, but I was also running in some pretty terrible fundamentalist circles that yeah, would, would not be willing to have a conversation like that. Well, so this is something that I'm starting to figure out. You say the word equity, people will tense up and like immediately be put off. Oh, because they know it requires something of them. Because they know it requires something of them. Because they know it's a, an uncomfortable topic. You say that word equity and people will have visceral reactions to it. Man, the perfect example I can give is the don't glean the corners of your fields. Yeah. I mean, the, the landowner owns that land. Mm -hmm. They did the work to create that crop. Mm -hmm. They got to harvest the rest of it. They own it. Mm -hmm. Pay taxes on all of it. Yep. But they can't glean the edges of their fields because they got to leave them for the vulnerable. Yep. That's equity. That's people that, in positions of power giving of themselves in order to elevate those in positions of vulnerability. That's exactly what it is. And that is the ancient biblical society. Correct. <laughs> and yet, uh, actually, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> that's not this conversation. Golly. Golly. <laughs> Golly. Uh, um, so, Clayton, let's ask this question. Yeah. How important was justice to an ancient biblical society? Um, okay, that is an interesting question. Um, because in the law, it is very important, it seems. In practice, though, it seems like it kind of becomes secondary. Oh, no, it very much so does. Yeah. Um... You kind of got to it without getting to it. What I was really trying to get you to say is that it's super important. And the reason we know it's super important is because almost every single one of the Old Testament prophets are prophesying destruction yep. because of lack of justice. Mm. Micah, Isaiah, mm. Mm -hmm. Hosea. Mm -hmm. Yep. Obadiah. I mean, heck. Let's keep going. I mean. I mean, yeah. Most of the judges, same sort of deal. Like, uh, like a justice. Oh, the judges are terrible. Um, But yeah, most of the Old Testament prophets are headed to Israel's leaders. Yeah. Because they don't pursue justice. That's Micah's entire thing. Mm. The entire book of Micah is building to chapter 6. Yep. At which point he says, what? And what does the Lord require of you, O humans? Oh, uh, walk humbly. Uh, dude, I am blanking. Why am I blanking on that? Uh, walk humbly. Help me, please, sir. Like a six eight. You're doing great. You're killing it, bro. I am not killing this. God dang. What is <laughs> Oh jeez Louise. He has told you, oh mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice. Do justice. And to love kindness. And to walk humbly with your God. Yeah. That thing. Um, what does the Lord require of you? 
to do justice. But to do justice, um, to enact mm. justice, um, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly. Do you know what all of those things have in common? What's that? People that sit on the top of a throne can't do them. Walk that out for me. People that sit on the top of a throne and refuse to get down cannot do justice. They cannot do restorative justice. People that sit on top of thrones hold too much power and wealth. And most of them, like King Nebuchadnezzar is a great example, they have to be ruthless in order to keep that throne. Because somebody's always looking out for it. They're always trying to take it. So they can't do kindness. They can't love kindness. And the dang sure can't be humble. Yeah. They sit on top of a throne. Yeah. Is there a way where a political leader or ruler can be those things, though, in your mind? Maybe. I mean, anything's possible. I got very little faith in people of power, though. I mean, fair. History has told me, don't put faith in those people. Very fair point. But I I guess my, my question would be, does that mean that you think that we should go back to a theocracy? Ooh. Or is there a way to have a human in some sort of power that is just? No. So you think we need to go back to a theocracy? No, I'm not necessarily saying that either. You you ha- you got to pick one, buddy. Why? You can't that, have that's an idealist society. Sure. Which we will never live in until the culmination of which I don't get to pick how we reign and exist Uh, agreed Uh, i understand so to your question no i don't think we should go back to a theocracy but no you don't think that there is a way that a human can be just and also have power correct so that's death buddy so everything's going to hell in a handbasket until it's restored yeah all right i'm not sure that i agree with you this is why i believe in the social gospel that all of society is in need of being restored. Agreed. That all of society's in need of um, having justice enacted. But I, my question is, are, well, this isn't my question. This is my statement. If we are all created in the image of God and on our own deification paths, and we are all capable of doing the things that Jesus did and greater things, theoretically speaking, a human could sit on a throne, quote unquote, and rule as Jesus did, or as Jesus would. I mean, yeah, and a pig can fly if God wants it to, but I mean... I'm just saying, you said you don't think that it's possible. It should be possible. I think it's really wishful thinking. I don't trust people enough to think that any person can have that... I don't think that... it will happen at least in our lifetime um they're all corrupt 
They're all everybody that holds the positions of power is corrupt. They can't be just. I don't think that that's that's fair. Old Testament prophecy. They cannot be just if they I hold power. Think, they I cannot be just. I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that you can say that. That's what the Bible says. That's what Micah says. I think it. It's what Isaiah says. I think it's presenting you people of power that are corrupt. But I don't think that every person of power is corrupt. I think that. So Jesus's metaphor, it's harder for a rich man to get into a heaven than for a camel to get through the eye of a needle. Yeah, which I don't even know what the heck that means. Literally impossible, right? For it a camel to get through the eye of a needle. Well, it depends on what the eye of the needle is. Agreed. But as you think of it, like that makes it like damn near impossible for a rich person to get into heaven. Like if you're Correct. if you're playing off of that. Correct. So there there has to be some sort of metaphor here. When what what class I mean what's rich? What yeah, what is rich? And I don't truth, know. Truth be told, if you have a job Rich is power. Yeah, is it Rich is power. Not always. Elon Musk can make the market turn. By tweeting something. He can. Rich is power. But you know what? Joe Biden is the leader of the free world. And he makes 400 grand a year. Money is not always power. Not always, but money does mean power. If you have it, you got it. If you have, like, lots of it. Yeah. If you have the most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also, Elon's <clears throat> the largest shareholder of Twitter now. Like, yeah, he has the most money... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm hearing, but you yeah. understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do. Money is power. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the way you're doing that, but I get what you're trying to say. It, it is. So I, I guess what I'm trying to to piece together here is the rich man and the power metaphor. Like Jesus has to be doing something there that is out misuse of power he, he has to be maybe i mean he does it everywhere else so my point being it may be hard to adjust to having power and using your power ethically but i think that there is a way to do that there has to be a way to do that only if you're enacting justice. Sure. Agreed. But Which no one throughout history has done. There's people that have tried. Maybe. Uh, you're also forgetting other systems that are influencing the, the, the overall larger society that is keeping them from being able to do these things. Possibly. But... The people that do the most justice, restorative justice, the way the Bible talks about it, are socialist countries. Sure. And what do socialist countries do? They take away power. That's the mm. entire thing about them. Fair enough. The more power you give someone, I'm just convinced the more corrupt they will be. I don't think I agree with you. But see, that's the thing that, that is okay. 
It's the beauty of it. Do I agree that people with power have more ability to become corrupt? Absolutely. Or more, I don't know, the likelihood of them becoming corrupt is higher. Well, I think what... But I think the correlation I'm trying to get the listener to see is that justice and power stand in contradiction to one another. That in order to enact restorative justice, people of power must give up power in order to elevate the vulnerable. Yes. Justice and power stand in contradiction to one another. Yes. If you are in pursuit of power, you are actively pursuing, you are actively not pursuing justice. Sure. Unless you have some kind of ethic or built-in structure that says once I get power, I give it up in order to elevate. Right. But if you don't have that, power and justice stand in contradiction to one another. Agreed. That is the message of Torah. That is the message of the prophets. And that is the message, as we will see eventually by the end of this uh, series, it is the message of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.